Welcome to the week 13 episode of the QB List Waiver Wire Podcast. I am your host, Cal Nusslinger, joined as always by Mario Adamo. Mario, first off, happy birthday. I know you just celebrated a birthday this past weekend, but oh. how, how was the weekend? Thank you, thank you. It was great. It was great. I mean, it was uh, fiance, shout out her. She made it just like all about me. Took me to great bars, great food, um, and some great gifts. I got the uh, the Eagles, like the sneakers, the Nike ones, the Pegasus to have the Eagles logo. So they were they came in handy for Sunday night. Helped the Eagles get a win. So it was good. You know, hopefully they come in handy for me as we're recording this. The Steelers are just about to kick off against the Indianapolis Colts. So. I'll try and keep my emotions intact throughout this recording, but I can't can't guarantee anything. Can't guarantee anything. But we have a lot to get into. This past week was filled with some interesting injuries, some exciting names to come out. And we're at the point of the season. We're only two weeks away now from your fantasy football playoffs. So it is the final home stretch. You're making these final roster decisions to try mm-hmm. and make that playoff push or set yourself up for a playoff run. So we'll get you as much analysis as we can as to some of the exciting players. As always, find me on Twitter at Cal Norsquare. Mario at something. At Mario Adamo Jr. Yes, that's right. One so. of these days, I'm going to get it. One of these days, I'm going to remember <laughs> it. But. And as always, you can find the show at VQB List. I'll get it right off the bat. You can go to QBList.com tomorrow. AJ will have we will have a waiver wire column. It may not be AJ this week. He <laughs> is out, but there will be a waiver wire column up. More than likely, sometime on Tuesday morning for you to review as we listen to go through these names and more for you to make your the most informed way of our decisions. But one bad news for this coming week is we're back on the bye weeks. We had a great taste of everyone playing in week 12. However, week 13, we are back on the bye weeks. As a reminder for you, there's only two week teams though, so it's at least manageable. It's the Carolina Panthers and the Arizona Cardinals. So we finally get good games from Marquise Brown, DJ Moore, James Conner, and <laughs> they sit out. So you'll have to adjust accordingly. But let's get into the names you want to pick up this coming week, and we'll start off at the running back position. There's some interesting. There's an interesting week. We had a couple injuries, and maybe one of those is leading to your top priority this week. Who is if? In a vacuum, who is your highest priority in terms of the running back position this week? Yeah, so my number one uh, target for running backs is going to be Jermichael Hasty. Uh, right now, he's owned 3% in Yahoo, 1% on ESPN. He kind of filled in for Etienne after uh, Etienne exited that game. The early reports as of Monday, it does seem like he was cl- Etienne was cleared to come back into that game. Uh, but I still kind of like this as a precautionary pickup. Uh, Hasty caught all five of his targets for 67 yards and the touchdown. They're playing Detroit next week, which we know is absolutely like beautiful uh, place you want to play against. They're terrible against all positions. And then they play Houston week 17, that championship week for a lot of leagues. Uh, so a little bit of foreshadowing, especially this time of year. I'm always looking ahead to see playoff matchups. So love my hasties in the future. Yeah, definitely. And early indications for Travis Etienne are pretty good. Etienne kind of came out and said, I would have came back into the game if uh, they need me to. He, I was good to go. You never trust a player when it comes to injury diet. They <laughs> are always more confident about themselves than they would be. They're at the point in the season where four and, they're four and seven. Maybe they decided to shut down ETN, even after that thrilling win against Baltimore, which as a Steelers fan made me smile. I like seeing the Ravens lose. But it was a really exciting <laughs> come from behind win. If Hasty is starting, I think he's a very good priority. Like you said, that matchup against Detroit is uh, very, very enticing. So he, he's definitely at the top of the list. Uh, similar boat for me would be because of an injury in New York to Michael Carter. Ty Johnson 
is uh, mm-hmm. an intriguing name this week. Only 1% rostered, so very widely out there. But in a similar situation, Michael Carter left the game with an ankle injury. Same thing. He says he's day-to-day. That's what Robert, head coach Robert Salas said. He said he'll more on, no more on Wednesday, so keep an eye on that. But when you're setting your waiver wire things on Tuesday night, you won't know this update. So go, I'm not going to get <laughs> the valuable handcuff. And they made a big move this past week in that James Robinson was a healthy scratch. Now, if Carter misses, do they keep Robinson out? I don't know, but Johnson looked good in his action right there. The whole offense looked good. Five rushes, 62 yards, and a touchdown after uh, Carter left the game. So if he's becomes a starter, if Carter misses any time, I think Ty Johnson has some very intriguing appeal, especially in PPR leagues. We've seen him have some pass-catching upside in, in that offense. And let's face it, Mike White, much better than what Zach Wilson was doing. So any <laughs> offense is becoming uh, enticing at this point. Definitely, definitely. And uh, with that, James Robinson, he d- is um, the trade that the Jets made for him is incentive based based on how many yards okay. he rushes. So I wouldn't be surprised to see James Robinson sit out even more time just so that way that the Jets can hold on to that better pick for themselves. So definitely like Ty Johnson here. I would completely agree. I think there's a lot to a lot to like. And I believe they do have a, a, a good matchup this week. I don't have it in front of me at this moment, but um Greg against uh, the Vikings next week, excuse me. So they've hit or miss. They, we saw the Patriots run against them on that defense. So not the best matchup, but like I said, if you have the lead running back, it's very, very exciting. But outside of these guys, I think those are two high priorities. Do you have any interest, and in, I guess for the Jets offense, in Donovan Knight, the other running back? He had a similar uses to Ty Johnson. Do you think that there's any intrigue in the other member of the, uh, the Jets backfield this, this coming week? Some, but less. This is kind of like when we were talking about the Foreman versus Hubbard uh, situation Mm -hmm. way back when, where it's like early on, there's some speculations around both guys. But if I could only pick one, I am going to prioritize Ty Johnson. Um, But if you know, maybe you don't have as much fab, you know, you have a pretty low waiver. It doesn't hurt to just maybe put a a pick in for that other guy, just so that way you could maybe get one and you never know what happens. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, Z- Knight, excuse me, Zonovan Knight actually was the lead in terms of the snap share for in the back that backfield and got a few more rushes. So I, I would be interested. I think, like you said, the Ty Johnson passing game. And you know, if he has to be a starter, I think they would go more of him. But I, I, I would put a little fab on him. I might be a little more intrigued with him than you seem to be. But I, I, my favorite would probably be Ty Johnson. I would agree. But I think if you miss out on Johnson. Knight could be a little sneaky pickup. I think he has that potential to be in the similar uh, one-two punch where they won't go full Ty Johnson and Knight could have some appeal of his own throughout the, the remainder of the season or however long Carter is out. So outside of these guys, is there anybody else in the at the running back position you're looking at this coming week or moving forward? Yeah, just one, and this one is kind of more of a long-term one, uh, and this is just Joshua Kelly. So he's Eckler's handcuff uh, over in L.A., uh, it's funny enough, he actually has a higher rostered percentage than Hasty or Ty Johnson, um, and he's just a handcuff, right? So Joshua Kelly, he's just the backup behind Eckler. Um, you know, as an Eckler manager myself, like he's someone I'm kind of targeting because knock on wood, uh, my team, if we get into the playoffs, it's mostly going to be because of Eckler. So obviously any one of his backups isn't going to get the same amount of production, but at least you can kind of expect a similar volume and volume leads to production. So just Joshua Kelly is like a stash uh, if you have the open roster spot. I think that's just a reminder in general, too, of if you're in that playoff positioning, if you don't need someone immediately, 
go get your handcuffs. If you have Derrick Henry, go get the uh, Hilliard. Go get one of those backups. Like you said, if you have Eckler, go get Kelly. You don't want to have anything in the playoffs costing you. You don't want to miss out on having a high-end back. So definitely if you can get your handcuffs for your elite guys, now's the time. Unless you need someone for immediate action, then you go make that other thing. But if you're sitting in first place, battling for buy or anything like that, I think you, this is just a general reminder to go get your handcuffs and use them wisely. Well said. So we'll move over to the wide receiver position. Another, another interesting week, and I feel like this is a guy that we've been mentioning a lot throughout this uh, throughout the show. And you had kind of been bringing him up, and you brought him up next week. So I'll give you a little pat on the back. And I'm assuming he's your number one receiver, but Zay Jones, Zay wax, Jones, wax poetic yes. about it. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting just exhausted of talking about him on this. He's right now only rostered in 25% of Yahoo's, 31% of ESPNs. This should be over 50%. Like Zay Jones just continues to produce. Uh, We talked about him last week, even more in the past. He shouldn't be a free agent. He has Detroit and Tennessee his next two weeks. So you like to see that. After that, it's a little bit shaky with Dallas and the Jets for 15-16. So a little tougher matchups. But again, when it comes time for the promised land, week 17 at Houston, Houston's been one of the worst defenses. Although I guess Jacksonville, Houston, they've always kind of seemed to have a little thing back and forth. But Zay Jones, 27 points this week, 14 last week, nine the week before. He continues to get targets, second week in a row with double-digit targets. He's just getting slept on because of his team, and he's not a household name yet. But, you know, even with slip on his team, Trevor Lawrence has been a top 12 quarterback this season. This month, he hasn't thrown a single interception. He's been a a potential starting caliber quarterback in fantasy. Maybe more about him later in terms of QB, stream, QB streamers. But Zay Jones on his own, like I said, double-digit targets past two weeks. Even before that, 10 in week seven, 11 in week three, nine in week one. There is a role for him. He is getting targeted even more at this point in the season than Christian Kirk is. And Christian Kirk has his own share of his offense, and he's not going to be going mm-hmm. on his own. But Zay Jones has become, if not the number one, a, a number two receiver on this team. And I think Zay Jones, there's a lot to like here. And there's no more just, uh, you know, keep him in. He's got that safety, safety, uh, a safe player right now at this point. And I think if you need someone right now, He's definitely someone you trust in your lineup because of the volume he's getting for an offense that has become an actually pretty <laughs> up there offense in terms of Electric. the terms of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doug Peterson's done a great job, and I'm sure you as an Eagles fan love seeing the success Dougie P is having. And like you mentioned when we were talking about Jamal Hasty, excuse me, they play Detroit. That's a matchup you take advantage of. So I'm all in. Go get Zay Jones. And you know what? It's not just stash him. <laughs> You play him this week because he is going to probably have another good week against a bad defense. Definitely, definitely. Like, we can't say enough about Zay Jones. I hope we don't talk about him again next week. Hopefully, those numbers will get bumped up, but I have a feeling we will continue to say his name. After Zay Jones. And if we keep. Yeah. No, so if we keep continuing to say his name, then it'll just give us more airtime. So, <laughs> but yeah. If you, if you don't get him, then someone will. I'll go get him in any league I, ha- I can at this point. I'm trying. I'm, he's definitely a cornerstone in some of my teams right now due to some injuries, but he's been promoted to a starter. Uh, but so the next guy after Zay Jones, I like is Richie James uh, over in New York. Uh, he's owned 1% in Yahoo, 1% in ESPN. So again, like these really lesser known guys, but it's the second straight week with 10 plus points, 13 and 15 respectively. And that was against the Dallas defense, which is pretty good uh, against wide receivers. Two of his next 
three games are against Washington. And Washington's actually top 10 in points allowed to wide receivers. So I like those the pair of matchups coming up in the following weeks. Uh, they do have Philly sandwiched in between there, which is pretty good against defenses, but uh, against wide receivers. But overall, I like Richie James if you just need a flyer at this point. If you need a flyer, I'm perfectly fine. So the work is getting there. It's tough for me to trust a giant receiver now at this point in the season because I feel like every week we're recommending a new giant receiver. It was the Wandell Robinson <laughs> hype Robinson, early in the season. The I, he, I was in fully on the Wondell Robinson. <laughs> Bellinger, yeah. Darius Slayton, when he started going against, like, okay, he's back. So it's the hot hand. I'll do it. I think you can, you can play him, but at this point, it's hard for me to fully trust. By this time next week, Heck, for all we know, we could be talking about Kenny Galladay again. I highly <laughs> doubt it, but with the way the Giants are using their pass catchers, and let's not forget Odell Beckham's still linked to them. That's so true. if Odell Beckham gets there, I w- I wipes out any Richard James value. So uh, I wouldn't say I'm f- I'm out on him. I think if there's a, a time and a place to go get him, but I think there's some more exciting names, including the next one that I want to bring up to wrap up the, in terms of our top receivers. Mm-hmm. Free Elijah Moore. Let's do it. <laughs> We saw what Mike White did for this offense. And yes, they're still better receivers. He only had two targets, but for 64 yards and a touchdown. And we talked about the rapport that or the people have talked about the rapport that Mike White has had with Elijah Moore. He's been a, a good receiver of him. And we've seen now this Jet offense wake up with Mike White at quarterback. Yep. I think he, Mike White has the talent to support multiple receivers not just Garrett Wilson and nobody else I know Corey Davis is back but Elijah Moore was right up there in terms of targets and while Garrett Wilson was getting fed targets Elijah Moore can just continue to build upon that and like you said he played the Minnesota Vikings this is a team you might have to throw to keep up with and I think there's some potential for Elijah Moore especially if they have Patrick Peterson trying to shut down a Garrett Wilson I think that frees up some more space for more and I think you got a lot you can like there I find if you don't want to start him right away but he has some upside down the stretch that you know that you you're gonna like especially when you get into the fantasy playoffs yeah definitely speaking of fantasy playoffs so the next two matchups at Minnesota at Buffalo tougher matchups but you expect the Jets to need to throw to keep up uh but then weeks 15 Detroit at home week 16 Jacksonville at home week 17 at Seattle who also gives up I want to say they're in the upper half of points allowed for wide receivers so if you can just get through those first couple weeks or especially if you're already in the playoffs maybe you have someone like I'll say like a Debo Samuel maybe someone you don't fully trust maybe you had cup and you're still trying to just fish for replacements um Elijah Moore I definitely like for a fantasy football stash uh fantasy playoff stash yeah a lot to a lot like him he, like we said they're pores there, Mike White. And while Garrett Wilson's definitely established himself as the one, there's a, especially if Carter goes out and they don't want to play James Robinson, can't believe we're going to talk about the New York Jets being a high-powered potential passing <laughs> offense. We're going to be throwing the ball probably at least 30 times from here on in, especially if uh, if Mike White is uh, at Starterville. They clearly trust him a lot more than you can trust Zach Wilson for good, good reasons. So any other receivers we want to talk about at this point? No, I think all of my wide receiver breath just continues to feed into the Zay Jones flame. He should be the number one guy you're going for. If he has already picked up in your league, like congratulations, you're in one of the better leagues. Um, and then, yeah, there's those two flyers in New York. Yeah, I think there's a, you know, most of the time we have 
two, maybe three guys we could talk ourselves into that we're kind of battling for for number one. Receivers this week, it seems pretty clear. It's Zay Jones. And then mm-hmm. there's flyers, there's upside plays, but Zay Jones is the one I'm definitely most confident with uh, starting right off the bat. Definitely. Uh, I, I will endorse him. I'll, I'm joining on you. So I will endorse him until he gets over 50%. <laughs> He's going to be, last year, AJ and I had Tim Patrick. And every week, Tim Patrick was on this show <laughs> until finally he got to 50%. And then he started struggling. And <laughs> oh, then no. we decided, okay, we're done talking about him. So now, Zay Jones is going to be our guy, I think, at this point in the season, down the playoff stretch. So Definitely. Let's move over to... To be streaming candidates for this coming week. Like I said, you're missing Kyler Murray this week, so you have probably been starting him. And then the other quarterbacks, whatever you want to talk, talk about in Carolina. But hey, you got a starting quarterback. And we have seen some people emerge this past week in terms of quarterbacking. And you have some names you want to mention that if you had told me in week one of the season we'd be recommending him as streaming quarterbacks, I would say, what the heck's going on this season? So, Mario, who are your streaming candidates this coming week? Yeah, so number one for me, uh, and the fourth time we've mentioned the Jets on this team, uh, but that's Mike White. So Mike White came out, guns ablaze against Chicago, who is in the lower half of uh, points allowed and against quarterbacks. Came out guns ablazing, three touchdowns, 300-plus yards, uh, no interceptions. Absolutely love to see it. Again, we already talked about the Jets matchups ad nauseum, but they have at Minnesota, at Buffalo. You don't love those. But Detroit, Jacksonville, at Seattle, I'll say, um, you know, we are talking about the Kyler Murray buys and maybe, you know, Panthers. But I will say that if you have someone, maybe Justin Fields has kind of been giving you that second half spark. With the way Chicago season is playing, I wouldn't be surprised if they're more overcautious with Fields and maybe they decide to rest him a little extra time. I kind of like Mike White as that fill-in for your lightning in the bottle uh, to just kind of keep you giving you that bump, especially if Fields gets shuts down. Yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with that. There's uh, except Mike White cleared that. And this was against Chicago, so let's take it for granted. Solve. Chicago is sure. definitely down there in his defense. Minnesota is definitely a better defense than Chicago. And we've seen this last year when Mike White had his emergence. He would go back and have another game with their two picks. So yeah. you're going to ride with the ebbs and flows, the roller coaster of Mike White. So for this week, though, against Minnesota, what can we talk about? They're probably going to be throwing to keep up with them a little bit. I think there's some, like, Minnesota's defense has been good, but not great. They have their moments where they can shut it down, but they also have their moments where you could clearly see a weakness. So if you're desperate for quarterback, I think Mike White's definitely a, an intriguing play. And, and you know what? You'll have fun while watching it. You will have fun watching him play. <laughs> That's something fun. you yeah. like at this point in your fantasy season. Yeah. So any other streamers? I got, this is another deep guy that you brought there. So. Yeah, let's, no, let's talk about this him. guy's really deep. Um, and that's Jordan Love. Like I said, uh, maybe I'm just speaking from experience of just being very really heavily invested in Justin Fields and like my other quarterbacks not working out this year. But uh, Jordan Love, I wouldn't be surprised again if uh, a quarterback is shut down in the NFC North with the Packers looking like they're going to miss the playoffs. Uh, we don't know. We know Aaron Rodgers thumb is hurt. Now his oblique maybe from what I was reading today, there was fear that uh, he he left the game because he's already punctured his lung. It was hard to breathe. The x-rays came back looking good. But again, we don't know if he's going to be shut down. And you saw, turns out Christian Watson just really is that good, where if you just get the ball in his hands, he's that fast. He can find the end zone. So if you need an absolute flyer, maybe you're in a two-quarterback league. I don't I don't hate taking a chance on Jordan Love, like especially if it's between like him, maybe like a Mariota, if you like someone in those kinds of mm-hmm. tiers. Maybe you had Stafford, and now you know that ship has sunk. I kind of like the Jordan Love flyer. Yeah, I think you can have some fun with that. He looked good. I'll give him that. Like good. all the stuff you give Jordan Love, he looked good. And yes, it was in backups. It was late in the game, but you know what? You keep him going. He's got a matchup you can do. Like I think you can do a lot worse than. 
Jordan Love. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing if he does get the reins the rest of the season, if we could see what he finally will look like or what the Packers may look like in the future if Aaron Rodgers decides to call it quits or leave or the many other options Aaron Rodgers has clearly at this point. Clearly. And for me, I'll, I'll, last I'll thing about Love, I forgot to mention, but he's playing at Chicago next week. So we just talked about Mike White, who played against Chicago, gave him that little Chicago boost. Jordan Love could maybe do the same. Agreed. I'll just talk about some more you know, basic names, just to say that. I mean, you've got some deep names, especially <laughs> in two quarterback league. Those are some fun. I'll go if you're a one quarterback stream, if you lose Kyler Murray. Look out, obviously, if Trevor Lawrence is sitting out there. He's currently 59% rostered on ESPN, so a little above our threshold, but just my reminder to say, hey, he's been really, really good. He has six touchdowns, no interceptions this month, and he's been a top 10 quarterback mostly throughout the season. We talk about how good Zay Jones is. Hey, guess what? They're playing the Atlanta Falcons this week. I think we, I think we like that. I think. Oh no, excuse me, the Detroit Lions. Either way, both defenses you could take advantage of. And I'll throw this one out there as another deep, deep name, especially in two quarterbacks lead. But Kenny Pickett, he's only seven percent rostered. He has shown that rushing ability, and they're playing the Falcons. So if you're in a two quarterback desperation play, I think you can possibly stream Kenny Pickett and have a a safe-ish floor with his rushing ability. But as I say that, he just gets sacked on third down and makes me sad. So <laughs> it's not going to be pretty. Don't watch it. But if you are in a two-quarterback league, I think you could be fine with Kenny Pickett in this matchup against the Falcons. But just close your eyes while watching it because it make make you cry like he's about to make me cry. And what a world where we're saying that the Jets are going to be a high, like a fun offense to watch. And then it's like the Steelers. It's like, and you want to turn that off. Like, don't look there. <laughs> yeah. I think I did not really expect to say in 2022. <laughs> But hey, Here we are. it's almost over. And then we can go to 2023 <laughs> and say the same things. But we'll move over to the tight end streamers. Not as many exciting names this coming week, just because, you know, especially you have your tight end at this point. You're probably been going back and forth between some candidates. But if you're in a desperation, if you have, do you have any tight ends that you're, uh, you're looking at this coming week? Yeah. So if you are, again, in desperation mode, uh, I'm looking at me, Michael Prout. I hope I'm saying that right. Michael Prout. Um, he's the fill-in tight end for the Falcons now that Pitts is uh, going to miss a couple games. And it's funny that all it took was Pitts to miss to not play for him to actually see for them to for the Falcons to throw to their tight end. So uh, right now he's playing. Let me see. Yeah, he just played Washington. He got uh, the touchdown. Of course, he went two for three, nine yards, but he got the touchdown. And I think that's what you're kind of looking for for a tight end. If you don't have a top guy, it's just a coin toss. And if he gets the touchdown, that was kind of Cole Komet for a few weeks, but with uh, Justin Fields missing time. Maybe just looking for another touchdown machine. Miko Prout liking him. Yeah, I, I like the the deep flyer out there. There's a there's some excitement for me. I'll throw out there a couple names. Austin Hooper. He had five four targets this past week. He's had set four more targets these past three weeks. He plays the Eagles, so tough matchup. But you look at his playoff schedule after that. He's got Jacksonville, the Chargers, Houston, Dallas, and Jacksonville. All good matchups, and we've talked about the Titans' passing attack. We know that Traylon Burks has emerged as probably the number one receiver on that team, which is great. I'm happy for that. We've, I've kind of been waiting for that to happen. But outside of him, we don't know where the other targets are going to. So I think Tannehill has a little safety net with his tight ends. Good playoff schedule. So if you need someone moving forward, if you are starting to move off the Gerald Everett train or mm-hmm. Dawson Knox is driving you nuts, tight ends like that towards the back end of the year, Starting caliber ones, I think Austin Hooper could be a good streamer, not just this coming week, but also for the rest of the, uh, for basically the rest of the fantasy playoffs. Definitely agree. Any other tight ends you got? So, Ryan. 
that's really about it. I'll throw Hunter Henry out there as well, just as a intriguing one. He's currently 25% rostered on ESPN. You saw last week he had that touchdown against the Vikings. Tough matchup this week this week against Buffalo with the Thursday night game. But then similar situation, you have Arizona, mm-hmm. Las Vegas, Cincinnati for the fantasy playoffs. So if you need someone, we've seen him have those weeks. We have seen, uh, you said, f- four more targets in two of the last three games. It's not going to be pretty, but if you're in the back end of tight ends, he has a, pl- a schedule for his playoff run that you know you could like moving forward. So I think Hooper and Henry are some you know, simple. You're not going to be. It's not going to be pretty. It's going to be give you like ten points, which you kind of just you like at this point in the season. Give you three catches, forty yards, and a touchdown. Fine by me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if you can find that from any tight end, you're ecstatic. So uh, I definitely like that. I like his. I like Hunter Henry in particular. His touchdown upside. Exactly. And we'll wrap it up as we always do. Go over to the defensive, the defense options. So who are you looking at to try and stream on defense this coming week? Yeah, so my number one uh, defensive pickup I'm looking at is Seattle Seahawks. They're playing against the Rams, which uh, (laughs) another thing I didn't expect to say this year. But basically any defense that's going against the reigning Super Bowl team, you'd like to stream, (laughs) especially with how they are right now. No cup. Matt Stafford could miss the entire rest of the year. Allen Robinson, I think he, I just read that he's going to be out for the remainder of the season. They're running backs. I mean, you're not afraid of Cam Akers or Kyron Williams. I just don't see how this offense moves the ball in any meaningful way. Uh, Seahawks defense and going forward, just any defense playing the Rams. Yeah, I would agree. Rams have entered that category, especially if Perkins continues to court. Even if it's Wolford, if it's any of if them, that's not Matthew them. Stafford. They're losing <laughs> Allen Robinson. Cooper Cup is probably going to get shut down at this point because there's no reason to play him with his injury if they're sitting at where they are in the season. So Rams, you stream defense against them the rest of the season. Like you said, definitely not something I thought I'd be saying at this point. And I mentioned them earlier. I'll give them a little bit of homerism here as well. Pittsburgh Steelers, they've had a... TJ Watts back and their offense, their defense is playing good. As we're recording this, they've had now five interceptions in the past three games. Ooh. They're going up against the Falcons, who aren't exactly a uh, firepowered offense. Mario is not turning the ball over. They know they'll keep the score low with how they run it. So, in terms of points allowed, you got the Falcons this coming week. They're only 30% rostered on ESPN. I, I really do like that matchup against the Falcons. So, if you need someone this week, uh, I think you have a you have a good chance with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Definitely, definitely agree. I think that's uh, well said. That one I was a little hesitant on. I was afraid I was going to give them the announcer's jinx where I like say like, oh, like, you know, they're looking good so far. And then we say that in the first quarter and then it's like, and the end of the game, it's like, wow, you know, they, they let up 40 points like to Matt Ryan. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. And as it just as a reminder, hey, guess what? We're recording this as this game's going on. So if Matt Ryan all of a sudden looks like MVP Matt Ryan, hey, I didn't know. <laughs> so I've got all the excuses in the world. But if he does, then you can find me on Twitter and tell me about how bad my Steelers are. And I'll just nod my head and say, yeah, yeah, we kind of are. So yeah. on the flip like side, said, you get a little keep an eye. you can get a little bonus pick there because, you know, if Pickett looks bad and, you know, like maybe Harris a couple fumbles or something. But then it's like, hey, how about the Falcons defense as a streamer next week? Yeah, you know what? You, you never know. Any team that's faced Kenny Pickett right now, it's something I might uh, be intrigued in. But so that's gonna do it for this. For in terms of our priorities, I, I guess to wrap it up, do you have any final, just you know, either general uh, waiver wire advice moving forward? Now that we're at this point in the season, where like you said, we're only two two weeks away from the playoffs. So most leagues I see only have about two regular season weeks uh, left before they head into the playoff push. So any final 
words of wisdom? Final words of wisdom, I'll say if you already have that playoff spot locked in, the first thing I'm trying to do if you don't have a a set-and-forget defense like the Cowboys, the Eagles, the 49ers, I'm already starting to stash those defenses, uh, just looking ahead at their schedules. Maybe I'm already seeing who's going to be playing. We'll use the Rams, for instance. We've been picking on them. Uh, Whoever's playing them Mm -hmm. late, give them a stash. Um, I'll say, I guess, shout out DJ Moore for looking, you know, for coming alive again. It seems like yeah. every time they switch quarterbacks, the DJ Moore bump happens. Uh, curious to see if that's going to be a real thing or not, but I, I'm, I'm happy I held on to DJ Moore and didn't drop him all the times I said I would. Yeah, me too. I was at that borderline where it's like, okay, one more bad week. I might finally do it. And he looks good again. So I'm going to be fooled week 14. <laughs> he's going to be back in my lineup and then he'll go for two for 20. And I'll sit there and be like, well. I missed the playoffs. Yeah, that, so. egg on my face. The joys <laughs> of being a DJ Moore fantasy manager. So it's going to be exciting. Like you said, you want to pay attention to these schedules. And we've kind of have mentioned these past few weeks, but it's really team dependent. If you are at a point where you are sitting in first place looking good, go get those stashes. Go find that second defense. Go get those handcuffs and stash up your bench for that long playoff run. But if you're sitting at a point where in some of my leagues like I am, where you're you know six and five, seven and five, something in that range where you're battling it out for a playoff spot, you need those wins, so you may have to drop somebody on by. You may have to drop one of your more exciting upside plays just to get someone to plug in this week and just try and win moving forward. So really pay attention to your matchups. Really take a look at who you're facing and know whether you have to play that upside play or if you're good, just get that safe floor and move on. So, And if you have, as always, if you have those individual questions, you can find us on Twitter. We gave it to you at the beginning of the show. It'll be in the show description. And as always, join the QB List Discord. It's this point in the season where... I'm running through every start decision I possibly can almost in my head and going to be throwing a lot more into that discord. So everyone's got the same questions. We're all second guessing ourselves at this point in the season. So you want to have some people come in and tell you that you're right. Join the discord. You can join in our chat. We're talking football all the time and all of our sports. But at this point, we know what you're looking for when you're listening to the show. It's for fantasy football analysis. So join us. And if you have any questions, we're all, we're all here and we'd love, it's what we do. We love, all love talking football. So you know, we're happy to tell you whether you're smart or not, <laughs> which you're listening to us. So you have to be, you have to be pretty smart. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of the QB list podcast. I am Callan joined by Mario. Best of luck this week for your waiver wire ads, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.